1: Talk is about
2: to begin. Hey, hey, hey! Come on in. Welcome back to your Monday Buckeye Talk. It's Mark Get Down Monday. Doug Lay, Maurice, Baird, Stephen Means, your Ohio State coverage team from Cleveland.com, and we are marking it down in a Monday fashion. Kind of about the same stuff we've been talking about for you know almost two weeks now, but. Looking forward, kind of, because there's enough angry people uh, that kind of want to look back, but we would rather kind of spin it forward. So we sent some questions out to our loyal, smart tech subscribers, and I'm going to kiss butt of the tech subscribers coming up, and I'm going to rip Twitter, because the distinction, when I sent this stuff out on Sunday, there has never been a greater distinction to me between why I love our tech subscriber audience and why Twitter can get bent. And so um, we have a really good discussion. And I think you might be surprised, loyal Buckeye Talk listeners, some of whom are on Twitter. I realize that. And I don't mean you should get Ben. But the random people just who are on Twitter, and it's not it's not news, but there's an important distinction about Ohio State fans on Twitter that I want to make, that I, I, I want to make sure that we ourselves, Steve and Nathan and I, Don't get caught up in this. Just like people, I think, politically are always warning everyone, Twitter is not the real world. Just because Twitter says something about politics, that doesn't mean that's actually going to happen. Same thing with this Ohio State potential January football season. So that's what we're marking it down. Will there actually be a winter or spring season? Will Justin Fields play in it? Will other people play in it? We're going to mark that down on this Monday Buckeye Talk, but we're going to do it. With survey answers, mostly, we have some things that people send in to talk about, but we're going to get right to the survey. Nathan and Steven, are you ready for some survey answers and then for you to interpret what these survey answers say about the world at large?
1: Of course. This is like a sophisticated family feud, the way you present it like that.
2: Oh, yeah. we're st- I still want to do the family feud for tech subscribers, by the way, which I like. I keep promising stuff. This is what it's like to be married to me. I keep promising cool stuff and then forgetting to do it. So I still actually want to do Family food for Tech Subscribers. So you really should join now. But here's the very first question. And you can join us at 614-350-3315. I've been sending out some teases about the tech subscription on Twitter, which I know is ironic. Twitter, which I hate, is the only place I can tease people to come to the tech subscription. But it's sort of like going in to a beaten down, roach-infested hamburger stand and saying, hey, people in here, I know you like to eat hamburgers. I just opened a hamburger stand around the corner. It's a little bit more. How much more? It's $4 a month more than this roach-infested shack. But we have nice booths. We have drink refills. Onion rings. We have, we will even teach you how to eat the onion rings. Why don't you come over here? So I do occasionally have to venture into the roach infested shack that is Twitter to tease people to come be a tech subscriber. Here we go. Mark it down Monday on Buckeye Talk. Number one, these two questions are, are basically the same, but I asked it slightly different ways. When will the Big Ten next play football? And the second question was just a yes or no answer. Will the Big Ten play some type of either a winter or spring season? Okay, so, so one is, do you really believe they're going to do a winter or spring thing? And the other one's going to be, has a couple options for you. So, guys, let's guess your answers first, because part of what we need to get into on this Buckeye Talk from Cleveland.com is what people actually think is going to happen, which I was curious to find out. So, Steven, on the yes and no question, will the Big Ten play some type of either a winter or spring football season what do you believe the yes no breakdown was Steven?
0: 75 to 25 percent 75% what? to 25 uh, yes there will be one to 25% there will be no there won't be one. Nathan, what do you think?
1: I was going to maybe guess a little bit more optimistic than that. So I'll, I'll go 80, 80% that there will be something in the second
2: semester. 50-50. Really? Right down the middle. Well then. Right down the middle. They didn't get the exact same number of votes. It was percentage. Percentages. No. One. If it was, we'd have to recount the votes if it was an election. But no has a slim lead right now. But it's (laughs) percentage-wise, it's 50-50. And I think that is important for reporters to understand that that there is and this is among our smart loyal dedicated educated dedicated and educated is a the combo that I would use to describe our tech subscribers they know what's up and they always care and they're 50 50 half of them aren't buying whatever they're talking about with the winter or spring season like Nathan what why do you think that is do you think that people don't believe in Kevin Warren to get it figured out? Do is it people who are just disappointed and just like are giving up on everything? Why do you think it is Nathan, that it's 50 50 on whether they will actually even do this?
1: I think it's a little bit of all those things. I think there's people who like myself, who've been skeptical all along that they're going to be able to find a way to play football under these conditions um, until we have maybe a vaccine or something like that. Um, I don't know if I go that far, but I think that that sentiment is out there. And I think there are also people who are just fed up right now and you're getting some of the emotion of the recent disappointment in that answer. But I think there are also people who saw the way, and again, I don't put it all on Kevin Warren's shoulders alone, but the entire Big Ten botched this rollout and this decision-making process and the, um, the, the way it came together. And I think the they, everything,
2: the, the everything, the
1: entirety of it. Yes. And I think, but well, and I think that's the important part of it that I think they saw that top to bottom, this is kind of a fiasco. It's been um, received as one. And I think that makes them skeptical that the big 10 would figure this out the second time around that they think some of the same problems not even necessary problems, but the same dynamics would exist, that the, the, no matter how much coaches in ADs and, or even Kevin Warren himself, if he were in that boat, wanted to play, the presidents are still so pessimistic that they wouldn't play.
0: Yeah, I think it's a combination of that, but also you messed up one season, and now you expect us to believe that you're going to be able to come up with a plan for not only some type of winter or spring season, but also be able to do it again for the fall six months later.
2: Yes, because people learn from their mistakes. They blew this. I don't,
1: like, I don't disagree with you. I didn't, you. Say, yeah, saying, yeah, I
0: didn't I say I agreed but, with it. I'm just like, you know.
2: But I, like that's, that is very, I'm surprised a little bit by the pessimism. They couldn't have done this worse. You could have gotten a group of 10-year-olds to make a decision. And the more that you hear about the decision-making process, the worse it gets. There were two things that came out over the weekend that I thought were important. Maybe one of them might have been out Friday, but I can't remember. One of them was from Teddy Greenstein from the Chicago Tribune. I think dude, it was earlier. Yeah, Who talked about it on the Paul Feinbaum show. But also, I was like, I can't believe he was talking about this on Feinbaum, and he didn't write it. But he did write it. He had already written it. But he said that Kevin Warren said that he was surprised at how much attention the decision got. I can't – it wasn't the word attention. What was the word he used, Nathan? Uh, it was maybe um, started with a D. Yeah.
1: The um, what's
2: a d word for attention? That's, it was more,
1: it was more the, the reaction, it was more that the, he thought the that
0: the backlash of it,
1: it, the back kind of the backlash that was, was worse than he thought. And I think the reason he said that is because every time they ever put something out, even the things that were positive developments, there was always the doom and gloom, there was always the pessimism um, written into it that I think sometimes got read over as the positive developments are getting out there. That's why he, th- I think he was surprised that people seemed to be so caught off guard that they were canceling.
2: But does that, that, that to me, is, that's not how I read that. I've, to me, I read that as like, he didn't realize how much people cared about big 10 football. It doesn't matter how much you prime the pump. I hey, this might it, happen. Probably. Hey, this might happen. Hey, this might happen. But, no matter how much you warn Big Ten football fans that the season might be canceled, they're still gonna be really upset when it's canceled. Steven, isn't that isn't that an assumption you have yeah. to make? What are
0: you expecting to what are you expecting the reaction to be when you tell people that they can't go watch football this this fall? Was he expecting people to just be like, oh well I get no, people are gonna be upset. Even under these circumstances, people are still going to be upset. You made it worse by how you went about it.
2: Scrutinized, yeah. scrutinized, scrutinized is the word that that was used. Not a D word. Uh, there's a D, it's in got a D in at it the way. end. It's got a D, D at the
1: end. end. The there's, end a, the there's a Z in it. <laughs> it uh, I, I think, but I read it as him saying that I think he was just surprised at the kind of the anger that came th- through. I guess scrutinized anger. It's not the right same word, but I thought when I read that, I thought he was saying. Uh, it was more a, a, a reflection of him not understanding that him being surprised at how much people were um, sort of blaming the big 10 for taking something away from them that they had said was in danger the whole time. I think that's, I guess the way I read it. I didn't think it was, it had, didn't have anything to do with the, um, the, the, the pride that people feel in big 10 football and the, uh, and the fandom of big 10 football. I think he's, he knows that pretty well because he gets a paycheck every two weeks or whatever. For eight That's months, directly related. For eight
2: months for eight right, months. But it's directly related to how much people care about big 10 football. Uh, let me say this. I got hired here in 2005. I mean, it's Ohio state football. Of course it's a big deal. I know it's a big deal, but I didn't grow up an Ohio state football fan. I didn't grow up in Ohio. I didn't know that much about the program. They didn't hire me because of my Ohio state knowledge They hired me because of my great writing ability and my good looks so I show up and I come on. Nobody, I mean, nobody even you just tilt your head. Nathan tilted his head like a dog. Rip me on that. You I'm in a bat. We, you said we've been talking over each other too much. So I thought it would be a nonverbal Ugh. response. That's why I tried to pause. I'll pause when I say ridiculous things so you guys can <laughs> jump in and call me out. I got here and I knew that people cared about Ohio State football. I had no idea how much. I didn't know. I didn't know how deep it went. I didn't know how. I didn't know how broad it was or how deep it was and that how broad it was, was 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. I don't, I don't, I didn't know that. And how deep it is, is that it's the most important thing in in a lot of people's lives outside of their family. And yeah, people are sports fans. Sports is important to people. This state, this team, if I had been making a decision and not just writing stories, but making decisions that affected the Ohio State football program. The first year that I was here, I would have made different decisions than I would make today. So when I, when I read that, and I can read what part of what Teddy, and Teddy is as good of a Big Ten writer. He's as connected in the Big Ten as there is anybody out there. He was a year ahead of me at Northwestern. He was much better student. He was much more involved in the student paper than me at Northwestern. And his career has skyrocketed. And I'm just sitting in pink headphones on a podcast on a Sunday night. So Teddy is the real deal. On the Fine Bomb show he said the Kevin Warren said he believed that when he came out with that decision on August 11th it was not going to be as heavily scrutinized as it was because as he says it was a decision that they were giving up money, they're not doing it for the money, they're giving up hundreds of millions of dollars. So what he he thought the fact that they were doing it for the health, safety and well-being of the athletes was going to be enough. And that I think is a misread. And, and by scrutinized, I think this is not, people are not acting necessarily rationally on this. If you don't understand the passion, this is all passion and emotion. You can make a decision on science, but part of your explanation has to be about passion. Now, the whole point of this is, You can't make life and death, multi-million dollar decisions that affect hundreds of thousands of people. You can't make those only on passion. And I would say that there are parents and fans out there who want that decision made only on passion. And that's wrong. You have to take everything into account, including science and money and health and welfare and emotion and passion. Passion's gotta be in the equation, but passion has to be at the forefront of the explanation. Hey, the scientists told us this, I know it stinks. Let me talk to you so you can tell me how much it stinks. And if Kevin Warren says he doesn't know how much it would be scrutinized, he doesn't get it. Now, I know people don't wanna hear excuses. That's fine, he's new, he's new. It's not an excuse, yes, I should have been good, right off the bat. I'd been around. I'd covered sports. I knew how to do this. I should have been good right off the bat. I'm much better now. I understand things much better now. So I'm just trying to tell you that part of it. So I don't think they can go back. But now as we go to, do you think they can pull off winter or spring? I think Kevin Warren has absorbed some of the passion. And now that would lead them to say, we have to have a plan. My God, these people love it. They love it. I knew they liked it. I didn't know they loved it this much. We have got to exhaust every possibility and come up with the smartest plan we can to give these fans and these players and these parents and these coaches football. I'm not saying... We were totally wrong to do it in the fall, but we didn't take everything into account the right way. So that, that makes me believe, yeah, I think they do have a better chance to get something lined up for January and February because they have a better idea. And I keep throwing in the mix, five presidents, six presidents total, six presidents total on the job less than a year. They get, if they don't get it now, they're, they're deaf and blind. So I think they get it now, and that's why I believe a lot that they're going to do their darndest to get January and February lined up. Do you, like, and I know you yeah. guys, when I, I asked you the question, and this, I do this a lot, I make you speak on behalf of the fans, and then I say, wrong, and I speak on behalf of me. So now speak on behalf of yourself what you think about wh- whether or not you think there will be a January winter season.
1: I want to make a point about what you said about the scrutiny that I think leads into the answer that you're looking for, which is the the first thing that Kevin Warren oversaw when he got on the job, really, that was right at the start of the coronavirus, was the cancellation of the entire men's basketball tournament. I mean, there are a few things in the American sports landscape that come with as much passion and following and money and all of it as the NCAA men's basketball tournament every year. And he saw the society... As much as society was upset about that, I think we kind of absorbed it at the time. But that was in the very early days when people had really no idea what was going on with this. Everyone was very scared, or a lot of people were, and and very uncertain what was coming next. So I think you're right. I think that, I think that's the thing he misjudged was that maybe because we'd already been through that, and because they've been giving us the warnings, that that people would be a little bit more on board with what happened in the fall. And I think what people, one of the reasons people aren't on board with it is because they don't have yet that plan for the for the spring, even after all this time, all this, all of the the preparations they could have been doing to this point. We still don't really know what's going to happen with the spring and the clock is running. So I do think that they're going to try to play football this fall or this, this um, winter. I think there's going to be some sort of a January attempt at the start a season. I think it's partially because it's going to be not just because it may be the most prudent thing to do, but I think it's going to be a correction kind of back in the direction of the passion i think it's going to be a correction back towards what fans would want the most
2: steven I, w- I want steven's opinion on a point that you just made nathan nathan i think you're right absolutely from the standpoint of that was early that was in the emergency stage right the, the virus is here we don't know what to do my wife is my wife's putting away the uh, the meyer shopping um i got kicked out of the upstairs bedrooms because my children are starting – I'm in the basement. My still, my children are starting their online school on Monday. And I've been told that I'm too loud for them to concentrate on their schoolwork. And so I don't – Stephen. I see – now I do – I actually do like the video. I did – I saw Steven's eyes on that. Stephen's like, oh, they're living the reality that we face every day. Steven, the idea – so I think – The timing. Yes, Nathan, you're exactly right on the timing. How, Nathan, Stephen, how would you describe, and it's hard because there are some of the 14 schools in the Big Ten where basketball is more important than football. I would say there are more schools where football is more important. But how would you overall describe, uh, Stephen, your comparison, Stephen, between Big Ten basketball passion and Big Ten football passion As that factors into this, if Kevin Warren is at all trying to use how people reacted to losing a basketball tournament to how they might react to losing a football season.
0: I think for the majority of the Big Ten, unless maybe you're Indiana, and Purdue you can throw in there as well as the main two teams. For everybody else, I think Big Ten – Maryland probably. Yeah, Maryland Maryland probably. I think everybody else, though – Big Ten basketball is interesting and it's fun and exciting when whatever team you root for is good, and that, which is Ohio State to a T. When, people, when the team is good and they're winning games and they're ranked, all of a sudden, articles are getting read more often. and Everybody's more involved and interested in it. But then when January rolled around the last two years, the interest level kind of fell off because they're not good anymore and nobody really cares as much. Everybody always cares about Big Ten football. So you can't make decisions based off of, with all due respect to what college basketball is, in the Big Ten you can't make decisions based off of what is happening in the college basketball world when you're considering what's happening in the college football world, especially when one is making a decision basically off of we have to do this, we don't have any other choice because we don't know any better, and the other one had eight months to make a decision.
1: The Big Ten annually leads a nation in basketball attendance. I just want to throw that in there. So it's it's not it, you're you're not wrong. I think football is a bigger deal than basketball at, at most schools, but there's some schools where, like Michigan State, I think that's still probably true at Michigan State, but it's much closer.
0: If, Minnesota, if, Iowa, if Iowa. It's I, also sitting inside to watch watch a game versus sitting outside where it's cold. It's probably. Well, you know.
2: but we're talking about backlash. We're talking about fan passion. I would say if in general, so I would say if football. If football is a 10, passion is a 10. I would say at Ohio State, if football passion is a 10, in comparison, I would say basketball passion is a 3. At Ohio I,
1: State? Oh, sure. At Ohio State.
2: 100%. And I would say in the Big Ten, if football passion is a 10, I would say Big six. Ten across the board, it's a 5.5 or 5 or 6. Yeah. Nathan, what would you say it is?
1: I, I would I would round up higher than that. It'd be more like six and a half, seven. 7, I think
2: so um, so, I do think so just the 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 scrutiny, however you want to interpret that, I didn't think that was a great look for for Kevin Warren. The second thing that came out, and this was on the weekend is Bill Moos, the Nebraska athletic director, is just chop yakety Yaku, which is great. Gene is yeah. not yakety yakin on the record at the moment and not I mean he's just That's that's fine too. But Bill Moose, Nebraska's new. Nebraska doesn't care. They can say whatever they want. They are saying whatever they want. And he's talking to every Nebraska writer in the world about everything that's going on. And one of the things that he said in articles that were in both the Omaha paper and the Lincoln paper over the weekend is that the, the, the deliberations about whether to cancel the season or not, Bill Moose described them as being in silos, that Kevin Warren talked to the presidents separately. He talked to the athletic directors separately, and they never had any kind of giant Zoom call where it was Kevin Warren, all the presidents, all the ADs, and a bunch of medical people all together. And to me, that allows you, the ADs can talk about football. The ADs should not be making this decision. And if there are parents or fans or players or anybody who thinks, let the coaches and the ADs decide, that is wrong. That is that is factually wrong. You can't act like football is separate from the university. Because if football's separate from the university, then we're done with the charade. It's over. And I'm never writing about anything other than the charade is over. they don't go to class, pay them. They're just a, a semi, they're just a professional team in Columbus. They're a development league at that point. This is not a coach and A D decision. So that's that's Wrong. If you think that, you're wrong. But you can't have only medical people and you can't have people only thinking of great big university things, just like you can't have people only thinking of football. But you need all of them together to make the best overall decision because the football passion, the football money, the scientific stuff, the medical outcomes, what it means for the university as a whole. All those things matter together. And if they were doing this in silos, and that, that again, from Bill Moose, he says every AD wanted to keep trying to play. No AD. All 14 ADs were saying, don't cancel yet. But they never got to talk to the presidents, practically half of whom have only been in this job for a year. They didn't get to talk to the presidents as a group. Of course, they talked to their own president, I'm assuming. Although Christina Johnson, I mean, Gene's telling her but you need people in a room to have a discussion. That's a failure. That's a failure that they didn't talk together and give the presidents the firsthand information because it's not just about Gene Smith talking to his president and Christina Johnson. Gene Smith, who's been around forever, might have something for the Rutgers president and the Maryland president and the Minnesota president to consider. And Barry Alvarez, the Wisconsin AD, who's a a, a historically good football coach, might have something for the Michigan state and the Iowa and the Indiana athletic director consider to consider. But if, but Kevin Warren, again, this is what Bill Moose is saying, the Nebraska AD, Kevin Warren was like, well, I got the, I got it from the ADs. I'll tell the presidents what's the ADs think. But Kevin Warren's only been on the job eight months. So the next time they're making a decision, Kevin Warren has said that that was a mistake. He would have had people talk more. The next decision will be better. And this is not a podcast on whether Kevin Warren should keep his job or not. This is a podcast. That the question we're talking about is, will they play winter or spring football? I would imagine, Nathan, that that decision will be more collaborative because Kevin Warren knows he screwed it up by keeping everybody separate the first time around.
1: I think it will be more collaborative. I I didn't read it as being a, as big a deal as some people are making it out to be, simply because, like you said, the 80s talked to their presidents. Even the 80s at the places who voted against playing this fall were apparently in favor of playing this fall, and presumably told their presidents that. And that decision still got made. I understand the point you're making, and I'm not saying that it shouldn't have happened. I just don't know that it would have made the decision any different at the end of the day. And I think that's what's getting a little bit overblown here. That I think well, Kevin Warren did probably learn something about how this should be organized in the future. But if all the, I, I don't see it as being like this catastrophic thing that he failed to do that caused all the problems or that, that led to the decision and that the decision would have been different. Because the other thing people have said, I was having a Twitter jabber with somebody about this the other day, was that. Don't do it.
2: Don't do it. This make, uh, people on Twitter don't deserve our feedback. I'm out. I'm not giving any That's more fine. free feedback on Twitter. We'll give it to our tech subscribers. You can pay three ninety nine a month for it to fight with us. You That's don't fine. get it on Twitter for free at Cheapskates.
1: But the, the point that they were trying to make was that they believed that Kevin Warren from the beginning was so set on moving it to the spring that he wasn't listening to any kind of argument about keeping it in the fall. And I think there's people out there who believe that because they saw him saying there was some report attributed to no one that came out a couple of. Several weeks ago, I don't remember, that, that Kevin Warren supposedly favored moving it to the spring. So then that has colored every decision he's made in, in those people's minds since then. So I, I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think it will be a more collaborative effort going forward. But I think at the end of the day, the same principles are going to govern the decision. I think the medical scientific decisions
2: are going to govern the decision. Do you think that was a mistake, Stephen, to have them separate? Or do you think it, there was – maybe not – Nathan's not saying it wasn't a mistake. Nathan's saying it's not It's not a, a game-changing mistake, that he doesn't Wouldn't think would have changed, changed the, the, the end thing. result. Do you think it might have changed the end result if they had had a big meeting with the 50 people in the Big Ten who know the most about the universities, the football programs, the athletic departments, and the science? you got the 50 best minds on that in the Big Ten, which includes all – ADs, presidents, and medical advisors. Would it have made a difference?
0: I think so. I, I, as far as canceling football football, no. But as far as just you know pushing back the date and not coming out and saying no as quickly as they did, I think it would have changed because the more voices you hear, just the more information you have and the more you have to consider when you are finally making a decision. And so if, more, if the majority of the athletic directors are coming in and saying, hey, you need to consider this, we need to do this, we need to do that, that's just something else you have to think about while – Because you never heard that opinion, you never got all these people in the same room to have a conversation, you don't have that information and you don't have that, you know, point of view to think about. So, yeah, I do think it would have had some impact. Now, would it have made a major impact? No, but enough to make you maybe reconsider some things before you make a decision. But
2: that would be a major impact. If they had not canceled it when they did, none of the ADs or even the parents are saying they don't think it should be canceled. They didn't think it should have been canceled yet.
0: I'm saying, I don't know. They, they still might have come out and canceled it early. They still want to come to this decision, but at least you would have had that information as well.
2: Let's go to the other part of the survey from Texters. When will the Big Ten next play football? Fall of 2021 got 49%. Winter got 45%. A miracle reinstatement of this fall... Got four percent, and a spring season in March got three percent. So that just clarifies when people are talking about when we say winter or spring, everybody thinks it means winter. Nobody thinks it's going to be the Jeff Brom plan. And it, there have been various reports, including what you cited last week, Nathan from Jeff Petrikas from Wisconsin, some other people. There is, there is, um, there is more around a January plan. If Brom got his out early which was a March-April plan. And then it feels like everything since then has leaned more towards January. So that I think that's obviously influencing our textures. So, again, 49% next fall, 45% winter. Um, I think the fact but, that
1: it was also the Ryan Day plan is probably influencing our textures too, that the Ohio State coach came up with it, this plan, and it's, it's seen as being the best for Ohio State too.
2: Are you – so that, that spring is at 3% of the vote. Are, are you – would you be at higher than a 3% chance of this winding up with the spring season, or does that sound about right to you?
1: I'm higher that there'd be a spring season than there will be a miracle fall season.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with that.
1: But I, think- I, 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 I agree with what you also just said, that I, every – all the tea leaves seem to be reading January right now. Right.
2: Okay. Let's get next to who's going to play if they play in the winter, because if they play next fall, we have 13 months to think about that. The people who are thinking that they will play in the winter, do they think Justin Field and the other stars of this Ohio State team will be part of that? We'll be back on Buckeye Talk with that answer right after this. Back on Buckeye Talk, join the text at 614-350-3315. Next, text your survey question. If Ohio State plays a season that starts in January, will Justin Fields play in it? Steven, it's a yes or no question. What percent of the people do you think said, yes, Justin Fields will play in January?
0: I think 40% of the people said yes, and 60% of the people said no. Nathan.
1: Uh,
2: 32% yes. The next question was, if Ohio State plays a season that starts in January, will most of their other future NFL players besides Justin Fields? So this is the question about everybody else. Will they play in it? Wyatt Davis, Josh Myers, Chris Olave, guys like that. Would your answer about those guys change very much your guess about what Texters said? Would you guess very differently than you did for the Justin Fields answer? I,
1: I would guess a little higher. A little higher, but still probably a a, a fairly pessimistic answer.
2: 50-50. That one you think is 50-50. Okay. Basically the same answer. 60% yes on fields, 61% yes on the other guys.
0: So I should have flipped my guess. It might have been. So,
2: yeah, you were only uh, 180 (laughs) degrees (laughs) off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I... So there's, it's like half the people are pessimistic about it happening. But among, if you are forcing them to then say it is happening, then do you think he's going to play? Then people get more optimistic, right? That you, it's like, well, half, it's only 50 50 if you think you're going to play. All right, now you're telling me there is a season. All right, well, then I'll say, you know, then we're 60% of guys playing. We talked about this, this is repeating a little bit because we all talked about it when we talked about Justin Fields on our last podcast. The idea of he's really pushing still for a fall. Is that because maybe he's, he doesn't think he could play in January or not? Um, are we, I think, I can't remember what we said. I think I said, I can't remember what I said. I was yelling at us a couple months ago. I wanted us to do a podcast to a, a firmly establish what we think. Do we think, because this, this is something to, market, to mark down, do we think Justin Fields is playing if they play in, in January?
0: Yes, I think he's playing if they play in January because of what I, I think I said it on the last podcast. He's doing a lot right now for somebody who is just going to say I'm out. When we already see other players of his caliber across the country deciding that they're just going to opt out and prepare for the NFL draft, he could do the exact same thing right now at 9 o'clock at night on a Sunday. He could put on a Twitter post saying I'm going to the NFL. He can do that at any time. And he has still not decided to do that, which with every day that goes by, by my confidence that he plays that he plays in January grows more and more. Where
2: are you on that, Nathan? I can't remember.
1: That's that's an intriguing way to look at it. And I think I, I I'm trying to decide how much I think that Justin Fields and Ohio State could be sort of working in collaboration on on the dynamics here of whether, you know, do, does he want to hold his whatever his decision is, yay or nay. Um, to potentially influence what can be done as far as the second semester. I, I, it certainly wouldn't shock me if he played, but I guess my lean right now is that he would not play the, 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 the statement he was putting out, the, the, the uh, petition that he put out, unlike some of the other things have come out, like, you know, with the Randy Wade initiative and other things didn't really, I don't think said anything about a second semester. It was all about reinstating the fall semester and it wasn't really about having a plan for the spring and getting things ready for the spring, unless I'm misremembering that. So that's kind of my assumption was that he was, he wanted that fall to happen because that's his last chance to play college football because he doesn't want to risk. Um, and, and I think that he might be right to not risk it in a second semester.
2: I can't remember what I said. I, I'll say whatever I said before. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm very split on it. I think it could go either way.
1: Yeah. Do i you- I'm- it's not Here's my most – similar- it's not thing I have the most conviction of, of of our Market Down Mondays.
2: Steven, do you think Justin Fields' decision will affect the decisions of the other NFL-bound Ohio State players? That if Fields goes, does that make it more likely that Chris Olave or Wyatt Davis or Josh Myers also would not stick around for January? And if he stays, does it make it more likely they stay?
0: I think for some, yes, and for some, no. I think for guys like Wyatt Davis and Josh Myers, probably not. I think they're going to make their own decision based off of what they want to do. I think for a guy like Chris Olave, because wide receivers are so connected to quarterbacks, you're telling him basically, listen, you went from a guy who's going to be a top three draft pick to one of these true freshmen or a Kyle McCord, probably CJ Stroud or Jack Miller at that point, is going to be your quarterback, a guy who's still learning on the job, and that's going to be their first any experience is just being thrown into the fire without a spring, without really a fall or any season before that. Do you want to, you know, come back and play in the January with that? Or do you just want to say, forget about it and go prepare for the NFL draft? I think he might make his decision based off of what Justin Fields is doing. While guys who we know are pretty much cemented and where they're going to be drafted at, they're they're just going to make a decision regardless.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think there's some guys who it could affect their decision. I'm not sure any of those people he just mentioned, including Chris Olave, are that person. Um, someone like someone like Sean Wade, though, who has also hasn't made a definitive statement of his own that he's definitely not coming back. If Justin Fields comes back, does that help convince him? Maybe he wants to come back. If, if it's a January season and he can he sees a way to make it happen, I, I, that's the kind of person I think could be influenced to stay. Um, I, 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 think it, I think it will probably factor into someone's decision. But I, I think the, the majority of them, it, it be, it be, it's a very individual
2: decision. Can I say, I, I think this is my opinion. My opinion is, if you are like, there's no way they're coming back. That the January, February season, if you're just like, no way. No way would those guys play. No way would they risk it. Oh it's God. not worth it. They're playing for nothing. What's the point? I think that's wrong. I think it's at least a difficult decision because they thought they were going to be really good. There's some, I would just love to play with this group of guys, even if you can't chase exactly what you wanted to chase. I don't think it would be a completely dismissive. There's no point. I'm out. I think it would be, boy, I don't know if I can prep myself for the draft the right way the physical demands. I don't know if it's smart to try to do it, but I think the point of, listen, I, we were talking, when we were recording the podcast the other day, I think even more people, Ambry Thomas from Michigan just opted out. Like there have been plenty of opportunities. As Steven said, if you were just like, I'm out, I forget it. There's like, there's no way, if there's no way that you're doing it regardless of it, then you're already gone. Well, remember also the
1: decision that Justin Fields might be wanting to make is the reason he might not rush to that decision is because if all of these others, if these other three conferences play this fall, have a full season, and then it's crowned with a national champion and everything turns out okay, that sort of possibly decreases what there is in the, the importance of whatever there is in the winter in the spring and that might influence the decision but if all these teams he's watching what's maybe going around on around the country with some testing results and things and campuses getting sh- uh, shut down or going online only and stuff again and if it if all those schools then have to push all of their seasons to the winter it more legitimizes whatever season he would be coming back for um in the winter or whenever it's played so i think that influences the decision that's the other i think it's smart of Justin Fields not to be jumping in any decision right now because um, we don't know yet what the season is going to be in the fall and not just in terms of what a schedule will be we don't know who else is going to be involved there's a lot still on the table as to what a second semester season could be in college football
0: but also I mean just for the point of saying it Panetta Sewell has also not opted out yet and he's not playing this fall either and he Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are going to be the top three picks in the NFL draft most likely but also could we sit to the point Doug was making earlier? Could we see a, point, a situation where everybody, whether it's Wyatt Davis, Justin Fields, Josh Myers, Sean Wade, anybody else who is a no-brainer, if we'd have had a normal season, they were done after the 2020 season was out, where they come in together and go, if all of us are staying, then if one of us, it's either all of us stay or none of us stay for that same reason of just to see what this full team would look like in a January world where it makes sense. But if one of us wants to opt out, then we all opt out because there's no point.
1: I'd be skeptical of that.
0: I mean, I think you can, you know, I mean, these are 19, 20 year olds. And so, so
1: these are 19, 20 year olds who already have some uh, much older people in their ear about the life decisions that they're making.
2: I, I think you can talk about staying together. I don't think if Justin Fields says, I can't do it. I wish I could. I don't think that means Wyatt Davids would say, well, I'm out then too. Because Wyatt Davis might just really want to have another season of yeah. blocking next to Josh Myers and, and do, blocking for anybody in Ohio State uniform. For instance, Chris Olave just might really want to play because he really doesn't want his last play as an Ohio State Buckeye to be that play, whether Justin mm-hmm. Fields plays or not. Now, the old Ohio State fans know the story of the guys in the locker room after the National Championship game Sugar Bowl loss to LSU going in the locker room and deciding together, we're not leaving. And James Laurinaitis and Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Freeman and Brian Rabisky Mm -hmm. and Alex Boone and all those guys who had, who did have NFL choices. They all stayed, they all decided we don't want to go out like this. Their last, they had lost consecutive national championship games and they came back as seniors for one more shot that didn't work out but they did decide together. I would imagine that Justin Fields and Wyatt Davis and Josh Myers and Chris Olave and Thayer Munford and Baron Browning and Sean Wade and anybody who has a decision, I think they will talk about it. And I think maybe they will. You could say something where we all decided we're staying. But if one of the guys is like, I love you guys. I love this team. I just can't do it. I don't know that that means everybody else would be like, well, then we're all leaving. Right. But I I would not be I would not rule out a collective stay because I do think that matters to when to guys making decisions like this. It's not the only thing, Nathan, to your point.
0: Parents, family situation,
2: money, what what your what advisors are telling you. I mean, all real. That's all real. It can't we can't be Pollyanna ish pie in the sky. Oh, the brotherhood. I mean, like that the brotherhood exists. It doesn't override every real-world decision that is out there about someone's millions of dollars that are lying there and waiting for them.
0: And I think Justin Fields knows that. That's why he made it a point to say when we got to talk to him, the fact that I have been put in a position where I am not necessarily in need to go get the money right away because of my upbringing. I think he made it a point to say that because he understands that when he answers that question, there has to be a why he's decided to do this, and that's a very valid reason why. He didn't necessarily grow up in a situation where money was an issue. And he knows that.
1: But just to be clear, that was a question about opting out of the fall, not about yeah. playing in the spring or winter.
2: Yeah. And there are legitimate things just about the physical toll on your body that obviously are, are part of the discussion about this. All right. We're going to come back with the last two questions that are harder to mark down, but I think are the most interesting to discuss about this situation. And that is how much people – will be interested in a January season, depending which players stay and which players go. I'm Doug Maurice with Stephen Means and Nathan Baird, and we will be right back on Buckeye Talk. All right, we'll get into a couple answers that people wrote out to us on the tech subscription. But I wanna say this before we get to these last two tech subscriber polls. And I'm in the mood to give advice because my kids don't listen to my advice. So I'm going to force the podcast people to do it. Um, If you listen to this podcast, you love Ohio State football. Why would you listen to it otherwise? It's about Ohio State football five days a week. If you listen to this podcast with any regularity, you probably know a lot about Ohio State football. Otherwise, why would you listen to this podcast five days a week? I'm not saying you learned it from us, to be clear. I'm not saying you learned it from us. I'm saying other sources probably informed you about Ohio State football, and then you said, I'll listen to these three chuckleheads. Why not? So I think if you are with us, if you're a tech subscriber, you're educated and you're dedicated. If you're a Buckeye Talk listener with any regularity, you're dedicated. And, again, not because of us, but I imagine you're pretty educated. So it's like – go ahead. can Can we start calling them dead eds? Dedicated and educated? Dead eds. The dead ends of Buckeye talk. I like yeah. it. Be a dead end. I mean, and, and pay us money to be a dead end, but the payment is the proof that you are actually, if you pay us, if you pay us, we'll call you whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and you can yell at us if, for, for $3.99 a month. But, but here's my advice to anybody out there. And this is the definition of preaching to the choir, because if you're not a tech subscriber, I already sent it to the tech subscribers. If you're not a Buckeye talk listener, I, I'm not, I don't have a way to reach you in a moment like this. Don't be a Twitter Buckeye fan. And that doesn't mean don't be on Twitter. And that doesn't mean don't express your preference on Twitter. But when I, I tweeted out on Sunday, after I sent out the question to the texters, I said, Hey, we're getting some intriguing responses from texters about how much they will or won't pay attention to a January season. And We'll reveal those numbers here in a second. But the responses on Twitter, the number of responses on Twitter that were, well, I won't care. I'll ignore it. Doesn't matter. Means nothing. Stupid. It's so ignorant. And it just, the last little benefit of the doubt that I was going to give Twitter was eradicated by the whiny uneducated me first. If I don't get the season exactly the way I want it, I don't care about it at all. Grow up. I'm not saying don't be on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. But if that's how I hope that is your Twitter persona and that your fandom of Ohio state football is slightly deeper than ruined it in the fall. I'm never going to watch the Buckeyes. You're a joke, man. If that's seriously the kind of fan you are, you are a joke. And if I'm scaring you off this podcast by telling you that, good. Because I don't care if you listen to this podcast. If your answer about the team that you care about is, it's stupid, I'm not watching. I know you're disappointed. And I know you might not have as much fervor for it in the winter. And maybe you'll change your mind. But if that's the that's the level of discourse that you can offer to this, and there is some percentage of people that you're going to hear who said they're going to ignore it. But when you pay three ninety nine a month for this stuff, you are able to express yourself beyond it's stupid. I don't like it. And I am never everybody who responded. It's stupid. I don't like it. I don't care. I'm ignoring it. Mute. I didn't block you because you can follow me. I am never hearing anything you have to say again, because your view of Ohio State, and that's why I listen to people, why I listen to fans, because I want to be informed what fans think. I don't care what fans like that think, because you are a joke, and you're an embarrassment, and if that's all it is, the only reason that you're an Ohio State fan is to gloat when they win and cram it in someone's face when another team loses, and that's not the only reason to be a fan. If that's it, if I can't, if I can, and then you complain. I know those are the same fans who, the minute they lose one game and they go 13 and one, they want to fire half the staff at halftime if they're losing. I don't care about you. And I would imagine that real Ohio State fans don't care about you. So our tech subscribers are not like that at all. They are disappointed, they are emotional about this but they are able to express themselves. And it's not only about character limitations because you can say more on text than you can on Twitter. The way these Twitter responses were, they didn't need more than six words because I'm not sure they were capable of putting together more than six words. And again, if I'm offending you, if you, this is a great, this is the great thing about insulting people without saying your name. If you think this applies to you, then it probably does apply to you and you can stop listening. You can go find a podcast that welcomes Self-centered, whiny, surface-level fans who are out the minute everything doesn't go the way they want it to go. If you're deeper than that, if you care about your team for slightly more than I can make fun of the team that lost to them, if you care a little bit about the players on the team, if you care a little bit about how they go about winning – recruiting strategy, what kind of offense Ryan Day is going to run, what Kerry Combs is going to do defensively. Hey, how is Al Washington doing on the recruiting trail? If you care about something more than pounding your own chest and feeling better about yourself because a team that you picked won a game, then we love you. Then welcome. We're glad to have you. And I think that's 99% of the people listening to this. And if you're getting mad right now, that's on you because you're realizing I'm describing you. And if you're shaking, if you're thinking, Doug, what are you talking about? Good, I'm not talking to you. I hate Twitter anyway. This this was the nail in the coffin. It's like dealing with third graders. It is embarrassing. And I don't have to remind anybody that Twitter is a cesspool. And I was happy to have tech subscribers chime in and say Twitter is a cesspool. But man, that's not being a fan. That is not being a fan. I get it. That is not being a fan. Here's the question If Ohio State plays a winter season that includes Justin Fields and most of their best players, what will be your level of interest? Here were the choices in order super high, same as any season. They're my Buckeyes. High, weird without national title on the line, but still excited every game. Medium high. We'll pay attention, but not nearly as closely as a fall season. Not very high. It'll be background noise, but nothing like normal. Or none. I'll ignore it. I asked that question twice. One was, if Justin Fields and most of the best players are around, and the other was, if Justin Fields and most of the best players are not around. And I had the, it's the exact same question, the exact same level of interest. So I will tell you that the same answer was the number one vote getter in both. And we'll get into the percentages in a bit. Nathan, I'll let you guess first. Super high, high, medium high, not very high, and none. What was the leading vote getter in both polls? I'm going to
1: guess medium high.
2: Steven. High. 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 So the second highest high was the leading vote-getter in both by a somewhat significant margin. So that's second to the top. That's not exactly the same as the fall because super high is like a normal season. But it's the high without a national title on the line. It might be weird, but I'm still excited every game. That got 47% with Justin Fields and everybody playing It got 42% without those guys. So that's still 42%. So if Nick Saban calls it a JV season, I'm telling you 42% of these people are saying they're still high level interest, even without the best players. Now, the combo, I like to combo groups of votes. High and super high combined, because that's still, I mean, super high is a lot to ask. That to treat it, you treat it as a completely normal season. That's a lot to ask but I'm going to combo the top two levels of passion and ask you for a percentage for the top two levels combined. What was it with Justin Fields and the guys? And what was it without those guys? So to me, that's saying people that are still in, they're either all the way in or almost all of the way in. Nathan, those two, what, give me a percentage. Those two combined, for with all the best players and without all the best players?
1: I mean, with all the best players, I think you're talking about um, upwards of 70, 75, and without,
0: maybe more like 60? Steven? 85% or higher with all the players, and yeah, maybe 65 to 70% without all the players.
2: 85% with? Thank you. 67% without. So if we are talking about, is this a JV season? Is this a scrub season? Is this a season that's not worth it? Two thirds of the dead ends, the dedicated, educated tech subscribers of Buckeye Talk, two thirds say they are super high or high. That was a wonderful, pleasant surprise to me. Because given how the squeaky wheels talk about this stuff, I think it is very easy for the average Ohio State fan. And this, I wanted to ask this, but it got a little complicated, so I didn't. They talk a lot about this in politics right now, that everybody's a pundit. And so you think what you think, but you also try to think what you think your neighbors think. So you think, well, I think this, but I bet my neighbors think this. And most of the time what they find is people think less of their neighbors than they should. So I would imagine, Nathan, Stephen, tell me if you agree with this. I would imagine there are people who voted in this poll and said, you know what, I'm still going to really care. With the best guys or not, I'm still going to really care. But I bet you not many other people will. And I hope there are people listening to this, hearing that 85 and 67% vote for those two categories and thinking, hey, I'm not alone. There are going to be people who are going to try to enjoy this, the the best we can do. And I'm not going to be alone watching a game in the middle of January on TV. I might be able to talk to my friends about it because they're going to watch it too. Stephen, do you think that might be possible, that we are enlightening, that the knowledge of our dead edge, that they still care, that it's maybe higher than people would have thought?
0: Yeah, uh, no, I kind of yes. I think I maybe not eighty-five to ninety percent, not in that percentile. But I do think most people thought mm, maybe sixty percent will care, just because it's still and they probably came up with the reason. It's still f- Ohio State football. Yes, it's not everything it could be, but it's still an opportunity to watch Ohio State football.
2: That's sixty. So I think the most interesting is without the best players, sixty-seven. Yeah,
0: that's what it is.
2: 67% still very engaged without the best players. I might have guessed, especially given the way people have been talking about it, I might have guessed 30% for that answer. Nathan, would you have guessed much lower than 67% for the engagement without the best players?
1: I think I did. Well, not much lower Didn't I say like 55, 60. I don't remember exactly what I said. I, I was definitely lower on that. I was lower overall. I think I was influenced a little bit by what you're saying, that just kind of the, the blowback that's out there and what we're hearing on... the 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 twitter uh garbage heap um you know we we've had some discussions in our text thread about this and we were kind of kicking around podcast ideas and one that we're going to do and i think we've put it on hold a little bit uh waiting to find out what more what the winter is going to be and maybe just letting people get kind of the bad taste out of their mouth of the fall but just like i i remember i I shot you a text message i had like several things that i think are legitimately positive things about the January season, if that comes to fruition, and it sounds like it might, and that I think are things that people can genuinely get excited about, and things that they can, that are, it's not just necessarily just silver linings, that it could be positive things, not better than the fall, but but things that, they, that Ohio State and the Big Ten can really take advantage of, so I think people, there are people out there who maybe are, are also maybe seeing that, that they're, they're, this isn't all just um, an afterthought, that it can still be a, a real football season.
0: And the biggest thing from that is you're getting to look at the Future and I mean Ohio State recruiting is just as big of a deal as Ohio State the actual season because it's constantly talking about what's coming next and say the the Dustin Fields and Wyatt Davises and Sean wades of the world don't get to play well you get to see the guys who are behind them and get this get a little bit of a peek at what's coming next literally eight months from now when they come back in the fall and play
2: the percentages on not very high, it'll be background noise, but nothing like normal, and none, I'll ignore it. The season that includes Justin Fields and the best players, it was 2% not very high, 0% I'll ignore it. And the season that doesn't include the best players, 8% not very high, 1% I'll ignore it. So the worst case scenario, which is like they're – six or seven of their best NFL guys are gone. They're playing a January February season. Our tech subscribers who know and who care only 1% said they'll ignore it. And I bet you even those 1% have a very specific reason about why they'll ignore it beyond my feelings are hurt. So, um I'm very frustrated with that type of Ohio State fan that that I outlined before. I am incredibly frustrated with that type of person right now because there are a lot of people not getting to do what they want to do right now. and, and Like if you're just going to give up on your favorite thing because you're going to kind of get it but not get it exactly how you want it and you just say the heck with it, man, I don't know how you get through life that way. That is no way to live. I mean, there, there are people who their favorite thing like is wiped away. There's, they get 0% of it. So if you're getting like 40, 50, 60, 70% of your favorite thing, and it's like, you know what? It is a pandemic, you know? I just want to say the thing too that I'm upset with the Big Ten about in this that I don't know that has been mentioned is they have done a disservice to the people who actually think that canceling was the right move. And there are those people out there. Now, Though if you think, you know what, it's just not safe enough, there's just too much going on. It's very complicated with students coming back. I think it is very reasonable to not play college football this fall because the Big Ten took that side and then did the worst job ever of arguing for that point. Your point has now been squashed. Because if you try to say, well, actually, I think that the pandemic, it's like, shut up. I want football they've let down the people on their side drives me nuts. It's like when I, and I talk about this before, when there's a question that I want to ask in a news conference, the worst thing that can happen is someone asks the question I want to ask first. And then I think, well, we're on the same side. You just acted, asked it like a doofus. And so now we're not going to get a good answer. I don't want you on my side. Anybody who is arguing, that this is the smart move does not want the big 10 on their side. They're like, Oh my God, you screwed up. They are. So that's, I mean, as much as it's frustrating to the other side, man, there are people out there who agree with it and, they, and they're mad too. All right. So we're not gonna have time to get to a lot of the text answers there. There were some really good ones there, you know, not a gazillion of them like we sometimes have um, from the seven two seven, I have no idea whether the NFL prospects like fields and Myers or Davis will play in the winter. It'll be tainted if the other Power Five conferences play this fall, um, if they cancel in the fall and then play in January, then it gets interesting. I sure hope they play, but not having all the premier players would be like watching good Mac Ball, or maybe Michigan. I appreciate you know, <laughs> get in, they get in a shot at Michigan, even in their sadness. I would still watch and enjoy, but it would not be at the level of ball a ball that makes us all Buckeye fans. Uh, that was from the three oh four. Um, from the 3-3-0, I just did the survey, and I have changed almost 100% in the past week. I was all hyped for a winter season, but now I have almost no excitement for a winter season that doesn't end in a championship that goes through Clemson or Bama. This team was championship or bust this year, and anything else has me not even wanting a winter spring season. I will still be watching every game because I haven't missed one since Urban came, and it's just become a habit to watch them. I'm excited for Stroud, Miller, and McCord, a quarterback but it won't be the same without Fields leading a championship-level team. Bryce from the 3-3-0. I like Bryce changed his mind four times in the middle of that answer, which is nuance. He was excited. Now he says he has almost no excitement, but then he says he is going to watch it, and then he says he is kind of excited for the young quarterbacks. So that is an Ohio State fan who cares about the program, who is disappointed, but allows himself to think not just with his gut, and realizes, you know what? There is still something to like here. Even if this is five from the 509, even if Justin Fields and the other NFL talent don't play, I'll be pretty excited for the season. It'll be nice to get a glimpse of what the future holds. And if they suck, at least we aren't expecting a national title. It will be a season without the same kind of expectations, which can be a, be a relief at some time. From the 214, I'm interested to see if anyone answers with the miracle 2020 fall season, as I can't fathom rea- a reality where that happens as bad as it's been for Warren and the Big Ten brass, I feel like it would be a disaster to change course now. Nathan, you had made that point earlier. You know, you thought that was like the least likely. I wanted to throw it in there just to see what people thought. It was a very small percentage, but that, that is someone – there's another texter mentioned the idea of why can't we unring the bell. To me, there's, there's a couple reasons, but like what are your thoughts on that? that even the idea of a miracle save of 2020.
1: Yeah, I think Randy Wade is kind of asking that question on Twitter tonight, right? He's kind of floating that out there, like, why can't we just take whatever the winter plan is going to be and move it to the fall? And I think it's a lot more complicated than that just because of this, who knows where these athletes have gone since they were previously kind of under the protocols and everything. And I think it, it, when you start sequestering guys again and, and quarantine guys, I think that gets tough. So um, I, I think I think you're the texture's right. I don't see any way that the big 10 you think that they've lost a lot of face as it is. I mean, to go back and say, Oh, just kidding. Actually at this point now in September, we're going to just go all the way back to what we were originally going to do. I I just don't see that being a a plausible uh, number one. I don't think from a health standpoint, it's what they think is the prudent thing to do. But I think also um, these presidents aren't going to just sort of eat that crow.
2: There was a story that we need to point out that was in the New York times on Sunday that a heart doctor at Ohio State has been gathering data on a study that does show, I think, a somewhat significant prevalence of heart issues among players who have gotten COVID-19. And that he is in the process of like going through that data and having it peer-reviewed, and so it's not released yet. But part of the issue with that story is that Ohio State just has not released any data and released any information about anything. And, that, and so the doctor has not been able to be very public about any of this, but, he, but this is information as much as the myocarditis, a lot of that has been, there's been pushback by others saying, no, it's, it's, it's manageable. You can check for heart issues after people have COVID-19. That's not a reason to cancel the big 12. A lot of people have been writing and talking to doctors who have been saying, that's not a reason to cancel. This is a study that again seems to raise it as a serious issue, and that it has not been that covered at this point. This particular study, because it's there's he's had to keep it quiet, in part because Ohio State hasn't released any information. It's very interesting that it's an Ohio State doctor doing this, while while the the leading school pushing back against the decision is Ohio State and the people around Ohio State. That's by Billy Witz W I T Z in the New York Times. If you guys want to check out that. It's it's just another – I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's another log to throw on the fire. Um, From the 2-1-0, simple opinion, I'm somewhat in on a winter season if the top players play. I hope the other conferences cancel and we can have everyone play in the winter. That would be far more interesting to me, especially with the national title back in play. Mainly, I don't want anything impacting or shortening the fall 2021 season. That, I think, is a very reasonable answer of maybe why you don't want it because why screw up next year to save some, some half version of this year? I think that's a very reasonable explanation. From the seven four zero. if the Ohio State Buckeyes are playing, I'm watching. Doesn't matter who the coach, the f- players, or the fans are. Doesn't matter where or when, I'm watching three exclamation points. I think there will be a winner football season because there's no way Kevin Ward admits that he was scared of a unionized Big Ten. He saw what was happening and said, cancel the fall season. That gives him the power he wants and leaves millions of dollars lost for our athletes in this conference. I think it will come out that that was the case. And ultimately he will get fired and parents and players sue the crap out of the big 10 time will tell, but that's my opinion from the seven four zero. So that person is all in on watching no matter what. And then they had some other stuff to say. There's, there's a lot of complicated things here, but I just would, I would encourage you to try to, try to make the best of a bad situation, which is what all of this is. And the final point I want to make here is that I am getting joy. Silver linings, folks. I am getting joy from the fact that every sports writer or fan who said, we're definitely having football. Of course, we're going to play. And every sports writer and fan who said, there's no way we're having football. No way are they going to play. Anyone who was, uh, sh- was certain, anyone who for the past four months has acted like they knew for sure exactly what was going to happen is wrong. You're all wrong. The, they're definitely going to play? Wrong. The, they're definitely going to cancel? Wrong. Because you thought you knew better than the virus, and you thought you knew better than decision makers, and you knew better than the multitude of factors that go into this stuff. All I said, that's Buckeye talk. Who knows what's going to happen? Buckeye talk. We aren't sure about anything. That's how you have to deal with this stuff. So if right now you think you know what's going to happen, go back and ask all the people who thought they knew the whole time. Because guess what? They didn't know squat. Now that's not fair. They knew some things and they allowed that to contribute to them having a black or white opinion, which in a very difficult, complex situation is a silly thing to do because it just makes it very clear that you're a blowhard. And I say that as a blowhard, but I think I knew not to be a blowhard about this specific thing. So again, if you think I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you. You guys have anything to add before we mark it down on this Monday?
1: I just noticed over the course of this podcast, you and I both got some sun this weekend. I got like a little up here in the power alleys and on my nose. And I think you did too. Me too.
2: I ran, I got done running about 20 minutes before this podcast started and I did not shower. Wow, so, thanks, and <laughs> I'm banished into the basement. So I smell.
1: That's well, a it's already to- a smelly fart basement, right? So yeah. now it's just, you're just adding to the saturation of odors.
0: And that's, now you've been and now you've been yelling for the last hour.
2: That's progress. That's the only progress I make in my life. The type of stink, I've moved from farts to sweat. So that is small incremental progress. Moving and I from did,
1: farts to sweat.
2: Buck I talk. Buck I talk. <laughs> All right, we appreciate you guys. Listen, we're, we're going to start moving on. We're going to start moving on some other stuff. It's like we're we're our numbers are still good. We can. I like to watch the numbers for the podcast listens. And there's always like the initial, obviously, the initial surge on day one. And then on day two, people still listen. Day three, people still listen. Day four, people still listen. We're not getting as many day three and day four listens because we keep talking about the same thing. So we're going to figure it out. We're going to move forward a little bit. And I I hope we get a January plan. Let's mark this down. Steven, will we have a January plan presented this week by the Big Ten? Yes or no?
0: Yes, I think so. I think early in the week, too, because they have to get the ball rolling on it. So, yeah. Nathan, yes or no?
1: I think yes. I think it would be middle to later in the week, but I think yes.
2: Yeah, I'll join that yes. That's an optimistic yes, and we'll end it with some optimism on this Buckeye talk. All right. I'm Doug Maurice. He's Stephen Means. He's Nathan Baird. Thanks so much for listening. Try the texts. And that was Buckeye talk.